Uh, good morning, Bart. Good morning, Vicky. Uh, well, we're at it again. We found another interesting rabbit hole that I wouldn't mind trying on my own. Uh, yeah, this week, um, Tales from the Darkness is talking about the future. More or more. at least hoping to see the future. Yeah. Or as we, well, we're going to be talking about seers or soothsayers. They've been called uh, oracles and prophets and mediums and crystal gazers and whole list of uh, things that these people have been called. Diviner. That was the word I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. So, yeah, this is, this, is, this is an interesting topic, kind of talking about, like, the third eye, seeing things. And given, like, there's been so much... And, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, the world is the world is dying and, you know, we don't have much time left. And all these all these prophets from the past said that we this was going to happen and we didn't pay attention. It's kind of hard to determine whether they really did say that in the past or suddenly it just worked out. Well, and see, that's the thing. I know when it comes to, like, Notre Dame and his Qualtrains, a lot of them, it, some people say, you know, it's like other books back then, too. But it's, yeah. um, you know, it, it's, you, you translate it to what you want it to say. Exactly. And we see that, we do, we see that in other books. Whether it was from the past or being translated now, it's, you kind of, it's kind of what you want it to say. But it's still, it's one of those, it's it's interesting at the same time, is it possible to actually predict the future? Is it a way to tap into something that we just don't know how anymore? Or we just can't with the way society is going now, we just can't do it anymore? Or, you know, if it's just, it's something other. Yeah. Basically. Cause real, and like like I just said, like we don't know. It could just be pure coincidence. Well, see, and that's why you know you and I like doing this stuff because it's it's the whole unknown. You don't know. Nobody really does. No. Um. And you can't really say, well, this is you know, even if it's something very vague, you can't say, well, this is what that person was thinking at the time, and so that's why they said it that way. Really? You could tell what somebody was thinking 200 years ago? Well, see, and that's another thing when it comes to that. You, you, if you now and you saw something that is 200 years in the future, 100 years in the future, 50 years in the future, are you going to know what that is? You're not. You're going to be like, oh, it was a metal bird, which could be a plane. You're not going to know what that is. Exactly. No. Which, like, you, you're going to explain things to the best of your knowledge. I mean, that's where, like, the whole thing of uh, people seeing somebody, say, futuristic. It's alien. It's um, magic. That's the big one. It's magic. Which is kind of surprising why there aren't more, you know... premonitions of the future that have all said, you know, the world is going to be full of wizards in the future. Well, and um, well, how, how, uh, you know, these are, um, eight ways to see into the future. This is what people have used in the past and people still use now. Um, reading. They're sort of the basic ways that a lot of people know of, especially in fantasy novels. These are the used most often. Right, but this is actually what they were using in real life. Exactly. Um, reading tea leaves, um, which involves interpreting patterns in leaves. It comes from the French word tasse, T-A-S-S-E. Uh, that's what I took in it, yeah, tasse. Meaning cup. Some readers use tea leaves to look in, to look to the future, while others use it to tap into the subconscious and look for answers that we already have within us. Uh, we know everyone knows tarot card reading, and that uh, is, uh, that one is constantly still used today. Yeah, and one of the more popular ones because it's so easy to get. You know, 
order whatever kind of tarot cards you want and you have them and you can interpret them in any way you wish. And they, the use of using for the, uh, using cards, they might date back to 14th century, if not before. And then there's also reading of coffee grounds, which is apparently that the, sorry, go ahead. No, no. That's actually, I had never heard of using coffee grounds. Tea leaves is more common that I've heard of, but apparently this is more a Turkish and Greek uh, method. Well, you got to think the tea leaves were um, probably most likely um, Asia, where there was tea. India, exactly. These these guys would have had more coffee than tea. I I would say. Um, then there's also pendulums. I've never heard of this one. Me neither. But I have seen, like, in which, if you're in witchcraft, if you're trying to, perf- you know, perform a spell, usually it's the best way, it's the easiest way. You hang something and it'll point in the right direction. Are you talking supernatural? Actually, no. This one I've know I know of a palm reading. Yes, I've had this done before, but it was all like, "Oh, you will live a long life." Exactly. Yeah, and really, the problem with that is. If you're having your palm read, it's all up to basically what the person reading you says. Mm-hmm. You know, you you. Whereas, like, if you look at a tarot card, it's like, okay, I can get make, I can make my best guess on what that means by seeing it myself. But you can't tell anything by looking at your hand. Well, they say it's the lines. The lines mean something. Yeah, yeah, but if you don't know what you're looking for, you know, you if you have somebody interpret it for you, and it's all up to, you know, just taking their word for it. Okay, Mutt just jumped on my lap and started drinking my coffee. <laughs> you don't need the caffeine. Stop it. I guess that's what you get for a 14-week chihuahua. Okay. And we all know about the psychics. Absolutely. Uh, many psychics will agree that they could see the future, assuming you stay on path you're currently on. If you change direction, your future changes. That's kind of a given. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. That's why you usually end up changing direction, because you need to change the future. Right. Get on a different path, a, a better one. Mm-hmm. And then we have mediums, which they communicate with the dead. Um, and then we also have the clairvoyants, oh. which are um, clairvoyants mean clear seeing, and it is ability to see and find things that are hidden. For example, a clairvoyant might know where to find a missing child or where to locate a lost object. And that's something I've never really heard. I've usually heard this just, you know, as an adjective. Mm-hmm. Well, you I know, think... like, psychics are clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. But I think with the clairvoyants, I think they're more of, like, they feel things. They might not necessarily see full-on details of the future, but they just may... Well, that, and they're not really seeing the future. They're seeing the now. Yes. Or, in, in, in a way, they're seeing the past. Which I think almost everybody has a taste of of being a clairvoyant. I think everyone has the ability to sense, you know, it's like the whole sixth sense where they sense something is wrong. You're, you know, you're, you uh, decide not to take this path and you take that path instead and you find out, you know, there's a severe car accident on that other path, stuff like that. Yeah. Or, I mean, I've had stuff like that happen to me all the time. I've stopped at a a red flashing light and I stopped and it was a four-way flashing red and I stopped and then I went to I pulled up and I stopped a full stop a second time and a car from both directions blew the red light. Yeah. If I would if I would have went through it, then I would have been hit twice. I would have hit probably front and back of the car. Oh yeah. But it's like stuff like that you don't know. And I think that's a lot of it where we talk a little bit with, like, society, how um, things have um, hindered, I think, a lot of that. I think a lot of the past, the people of the past have that ability to see things 
and to feel things more than we do now. I think we've kind of well, they were more they were more focused. Well, it's not even just that. I think um, the one I was reading a little bit that it's. Um, we have so, we've we've consumed we pollu- basically we've polluted our body with so much crap. Um, you know it's the food. You know how many hours do we watch TV or we're on the computer? I mean, yeah. a lot of us that's our job. We're on the computer forty hours a week because that that's part of you know that's our job. And sometimes more if you get on the, if you're at work and then you come home and you're on the computer more. Exactly, exactly. So it's like. It's clouding that ability to see and to feel things. It's, um, you know, to be a seer. It's clouding that ability. It's it's polluting. I mean, that's why they say that a lot of the ones that can see things are the children who just don't. They don't have that. Um, they don't have that stuff that's polluting their body as much. So they're more. Um, I don't know what you call it. They're more of ability to feel and see things, whether, you know, it's dreams coming true. It's just sensing things. They're clairvoyant all the way down to straight psychics. You know what? Um, If you really look at it too, like the children who often see child ghosts, all those different stories, you know, the personal stories, if you look at any of those stories, at least eighty percent of them, usually the usually the kids are playing in their room, playing outside. They're not often sitting in front of the television. Mm-hmm. Children and seeing a startling large number of children can be um, can see into the spirit realm. The ability tends to fade over time. Um. And then, you know, that's when the unnatural food, the processed carbs, too much sugar, um, unhealthy uh, activity, whether it's TV or, you know, things like that, that just kind of, I think that's why a lot of them, the ability, older we get, it just, it it falls away. I think everyone has this ability. I mean, whether it's, um, you know, the what they say, like, what the, it could be brain chemistry, could be anything. Definitely. Because if you go, and then I also have um, another one we found on um, 10 famous soothsayers. Now, if you look, majority of these are, are old, way before TV, way before all this stuff. Absolutely. And, and they weren't like the one, she was blind. She's not going to be watching TV. Well, but which, who was, who was blind? Um, Baba Vanga. Oh yes. Okay. Then you. Yeah, we'll get into her. Before. She's not as famous as these ten. They're, they're, she's not on this list. But I do have um more on her and the predictions that she has made for this year. Which reading it, like we'll get well, we'll get into her. But reading about her stuff, you know, pretty well there. Yeah. I mean, if you look what's going on in the world, we're pretty well, you know, we're there. Um, okay, T- let's let's look at this, guys. Okay. She was on the computer earlier and she Googled under cabinet mounts. No idea how she Googled that. Okay. It was a mount for the, for the kitchen. She Googled it. She's sitting on my lap now trying to calm and she licked the keyboard and it skipped. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about you. Okay, Caesar Soothsayer. Caesar was warned the idols of March would be an exceptionary bad day for him by an unnamed seer. The idols came and were nearly gone when Caesar ran into the seer on his way to the theater of um, Pompeii. He basically said to the seer, so the idols are here and nothing has happened. Don't you feel stupid? And the seer responded, they have come, but they are not gone. The seer was right, of course. Caesar was murdered almost as soon as he arrived, stabbed 23 times. Uh, Here's another one that I had actually never heard of. Uh, Apparently, the Reagans had a psychic. I never knew that either. But apparently, they consulted the psychic before... 
uh, every let me see. Joan Quigley. Yeah, her name is Joan Quigley. Um, but before every conference and uh, television appearance and everything, they always consulted the psychic to make sure that everything was going to work out okay. Just in case, you know, and if she saw anything uh, that would uh, cause problems and that they needed to prepare for. Mm-hmm. So uh, it says, uh, for the Reagan-Gorbachev-Washington summit, she cast the charts of both men and determined that 2 p.m. on December 8, 1987, was the most propitious pro- pro- moment for them to sign the Inter- Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty. And so, um, at Nancy Reagan's request, the summit was built around that specific hour. Oh, yeah, when it, when it broke of it, the activity was quickly hushed up. They kind of do that a lot, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and you can't, you can't have you know, the leader of our leader of the country, you know, basing everything he does on a psychic, a a psychic premonition also. Mm -hmm. And that's really, you you can't, if that was, if that was, you know, announced to the world, oh God, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, they were, they were, they were lucky to get this, get that summit going. Okay. Let alone, Right, and back then that was kind of like, you know, that was the early 80s. That was kind of looked down upon. <laughs> you know, 30 years later, not as much, but 30 years ago it was kind of looked down upon. Um, Let's see, and we got the Braun uh, Seer. This prophet may not have existed at all, but he alleged predictions are legendary in Scotland. Employed by the third Earl of Seaforth, the seer predicted some pretty bizarre and specific incidences, including that the day will come when the Mackenzies of Fairburn shall lose their entire possessions, their castle will become uninhabited, and a cow shall give birth to a calf in the uppermost chamber of the tower. (laughs) Okay. He also supposedly predicted that the Bonner Bridge would be swept away under a flock of sheep and it was washed away in um, 1892 or 1892 flood and the froth foam currently was said to look like a sheep another infamous prediction was that when five bridges stretched over the river Ness in interference there would be a worldwide chaos this one was true too there were five bridges over the river when Hitler invaded Poland. Sadly, one of the Barhans Seer's visions ended up being his undoing. He predicted that his employer, the Earl of Seafroth, was cheating on his wife with numerous women in Paris. Hearing none of it, Lady Seaforth had the seer burned to death in a, in a spiked tar barrel. Apparently, she had never heard of the phrase, don't shoot the messenger. Ugh. <laughs> uh. I've never heard that one either. Me neither. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. And of course, this one doesn't need any any um, introductions or anything else. Everyone's heard of Notre Dramas. Oh, yeah. Countless, countless documentaries, movies, books, you know, inspired many, many, many things. This is the one that we were talking about how a lot of his predictions, it could be just what you want them to say because they were so... exactly. You know, so cryptid. You want to take the next one? Absolutely. Oh, sorry, my computer is doing 20 things at once for some reason. <laughs> um, next one, uh, Cassandra uh, from the Greek myth. Um, not only did she have horrible visions of the future, uh, she dealt with the fact that no one actually believed her, even though all the visions eventually did come true. Um, apparently when Apollo fell in love with her but discovered that she didn't love him back, he took revenge by cursing her with the burden of no one believing her warnings, which included the Trojan horse, Agamemnon's death, and her own death eventually. Wow. Okay. And Pythia? Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, Pythia, yes. Um, was the... Uh, let's 
Cassie, who manned the Oracle of Delphi. You may have seen her brief, uh, nude appearance in 300 would be the movie. Oh. She was in that one. That's interesting. Collectively, the Pythia made more than 500 predictions and statements that leaders would believe to the latter. For example, in the 19th century BC, Pythia stated that love of money and nothing else will run Sparta. As a result, Lion, like, like Kirkus, banned silver and gold money and made Spartans lug around coins made of heavy iron instead. And in 67 AD, she said to Nero, the number of 73 marks the hour of your downfall, apparently not like to, likely to hear of his inevitable defeat, Nero had Pythia burned alive. He always thought he would die at the age of 73, but it actually ended up committing suicide at the age of 30. Oh, wow. After a revolt by Galba, who was 73 years old at the time. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to laugh, but nobody likes to listen. No. No one likes to listen. Now that's That's kind of like the the thing in all of this, no one like no, no no one wants to believe, no one wants to listen. And if you look at what's going on now, it's happening. Nobody wants to listen. You know, the media is getting shut down. You know, everybody's getting shut down. Nobody wants to listen to anybody. You want to take Edgar? Uh, it looks like um, Edgar Case was a seer who made his predictions by lying down and going into a trance. Going into a trance. Uh, while he was in this trance, people um, were invited to ask him questions uh, specifically about their health. And Case theorized that the unconscious mind had access to all the information the conscious mind didn't, mm-hmm. which is why he went into a trance. Uh, overall, before up until his death in 1944, he made more than 20,000 predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during the while he was in trances, uh, including things that did eventually happen, the Great Depression and Hitler, and things that might have that would have happened after his death, uh, California crumbling into the ocean and the discovery of, of Atlantis. Of course, neither of which has happened yet, but it might still. Well, and they're getting closer and closer to figuring out where Atlantis was. Because um, they found old, old settlements, which they're finding stuff like that all the time. Um, California crumbling, that's... I mean, there's huge rifts opening up along the fault line of California. So, Edgar Casey was... You know, I wouldn't... That's another one that's, I would say, just as famous as Notre Dame is. Absolutely. Especially since he's more modern. It's, yeah. But, and that, and you know. So, go ahead. I was just going to say the whole thing with him being, on, you know, doing the whole meditation unconscious, that kind of ties into how, you know, getting into your the third eye and, you know, being able to utilize that. That is what, you know, nowadays that's just so polluted. Hmm. The, it looks like the next one on the list is also uh, pretty famous. Mainly just from being mentioned and included in uh, Tim Burton's Ed Wood movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he never believed he was a psychic and only made his wild predictions because of the fame that brought him. His crazy predictions uh. included a ray from outer space that would cause metal to turn to rubber and cause terrible disasters in amusement parks. Um, for starters, they have that now. Yeah. They have that laser that will melt anything. I just saw, um, uh, was it DARPA? It was one of the ones like that that make weapons. I don't know if it was DARPA or if it was an overseas one. No different country, but they have one where they have a laser that will melt anything. I watched it melt an engine from a truck. Oh, yeah. No, um, shoot. I think it was DARPA, but I think it was Lockheed Martin that was working on a laser to do that. Wow. 
Because I knew they were doing laser testing here a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he predicted 99 will all have resorted to Campbellism. <laughs> and that May West would become president of the United States and take a rocket to the moon, and JFK wouldn't run f- for re-election in 64 because something was going to happen to him. Oh, wait. It did. West well, become president. Yeah, um, he did, I mean, he did, he said... By the time the world came to an end in 1999. So, I mean, he predicted half of it. Mm-hmm. Everyone believed the world was going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Campbellism, a lot of that, a lot of people believe, well, I know when I worked at Subway, people would freak out if I went anywhere near meat that had pork in it. So I always said it was their cousin. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to say it to their faces, but that's what I believed. Pork is people's cousins. That's why they won't go near it. So that could be cannibalism if they're going to eat it. So they don't do bacon. Makes sense. Oh. A lot of these are coming up. I, I didn't realize more and more of these were like the past century. Yeah. Uh, the Nichang Oracle um, is one of the handful of oracles still regularly used today. He is... He's the state oracle of Tibet, in fact, and lives with the Dalai Lama. He's still alive. Oh, wow. Perhaps the most famous of the oracle's predictions dates back to 1947, when he accurately predicted that Tibet was headed for times of trouble. He also predicted that the Dalai Lama would have to flee Tibet in upcoming years, and in 59, that it happened. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I think there's other one... I'm, I don't know if she's still alive, too. She might be. Madame Marie. Yeah. She would, um... Made her living telling No, she's fortunes. not alive. She died in 2008. Uh, she... Which wasn't that long ago. No. She made her living telling fortunes on the Asbury Park uh, boardwalk for more than 70 years. Strongest evidence for her prediction accurately is that she declared fellow boardwalk busker Bruce Springsteen would become famous he returned the favor by um ah her um 4th of the July was about her Ashbury Park these things he did did you hear yeah. the cops finally busted Madame Marie for telling fortunes better than they do thanks to Bruce Madame Marie gained somewhat of a celebrity following and told fortunes for Julie Judy Garland um Diane Keaton, Ray Charles, Elton John, Woody Allen, and among others. That's kind of cool. So she she became big throughout the what seventies, eight well eighties. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I guess uh, Frankenstein always uh, joked that she probably just told all musician clients the exact same thing that they would become famous. But you know what? Any everybody she. All the musicians she talked to did become famous. Mm-hmm. I said you don't. It's the whole thing of you just don't know. Nobody really does. No. I mean, it's... Because I know, like, some of them... What is it? Some of them told... Um, saw the future. They used um, something called the the Black Mirror. You know, they would go into a really yeah. quiet, dark room and sit and sit staring into a mirror. Which some of those I I've I've um read and, and heard other things. Some of that can be some pretty messed up stuff. Um, you know they can get haunted because that I mean if you go back to Victorian era, whenever um a family member would pass away, they would cover them up because they were worried that a soul would get you know their their soul would get confused and get trapped in a mirror. Yeah. Um, or like what Edgar Casey did, you know he he meditated and went to that state. Um, there's another one where they would use uh, a dark bowl of water and peer into that. And we know the tea leaves, the coffee grounds, and all the other stuff. But uh, this is one... This was the other one that I was kind of surprised that she wasn't on the list. Uh, Baba Vanga. Now, she led a normal life as a girl up until 12. Uh, when she lost her sight. Now, story says during a massive storm, she was picked up by a tornado and dropped. The sand and debris got in her eyes. 
Um, she had some surgery, tried to repair, but she ended up losing her sight. Um, and then that's when, you know, her prediction started. Uh, I know she didn't, um, she had, she's, uh, passed away 20 years ago. So this is still super, super recent with, um, her predictions. She, um, never wrote her predictions down it was people that would talk to her, ask her questions and different things that they would write her stories down. Oh, wow. Uh, she, it is believed that Baba Vanga successfully foresaw the rise of ISIS, which that's been going on for what, about 10 years now? A little bit yeah. longer. It's been going on for a while. The destruction of the Twin Towers in 9-11 uh, with that one, she um, had said, horror, horror, the American brethren will fall after being attacked by the steel birds. Uh, the wolves will be howling in a bush and innocent blood will gush. Um, many believe that is uh, referring to the destruction of the Twin Towers. Uh, she also uh, predicted the tsunami that occurred in, in um, 2004. And the sinking of the Russian nuclear submarine, uh, the K- Kizik, among other things. Uh, let's see. She she predicted. She seemed to have predicted the um, sub, the sinking of the sub in 1980, and it sank in 2000. Um, she said at the turn of the century in August 99 or 2000, uh, the cursed. Uh, will be covered with water and the whole world will be weeping over it. Isn't that the one that sank um, in the North Pole area? Yeah. And they didn't want to say anything to anybody because they were all worried about the nuclear issues and all that stuff. Exactly, yes. I don't remember Did I don't remember if anybody ever went and got, pulled it out or not. I can't be sure because it's been a, been a long time. Yeah, okay. And then um, here are three predictions made by Baba Vanga that could end up becoming true in 2017. And I was reading these earlier, and it's like we're already there on most of this stuff. Um, yeah. It says, on January 20th, 2017, President-elect Trump will become the 45th president of the of the states. However, not according to Baba Vanga, who said... Uh, foresaw that the 44th U.S. president would become an African-American and also the last president. Now, I know you and I were talking about that. What if, you know, because, I mean, Trump really didn't have any kind of political or anything. He was just, you know, it was almost like he he went for it as a joke. Yeah. You know? It's, it's you know, you got one that's an actual politician, and you got one that was not really... I'm sure that's why a lot of people voted for him, you know, give him the benefit of a doubt, but I still think we're getting, we're going to get shafted up the ass, but hey, it's not much we could do about it. Other than what, run, duck, and cover if it happens. Um, and this is another reason why we're going to end up running, ducking, and covering. According to, um, Vanga's predictions, Obama would leave office at the time when the states would be in economic ruins. Well, we're not in great standards. No. We're not the Great Depression, but we're not doing all that great either. Um, and there would be a huge divide between the northern and southern states. Yep. As um, was the case during the American Civil War. Which, I see that more with like, I don't, I see that more with um, like, I don't know if it's the, would be the actual states, but I could see like you know, you've, you've got different areas put against each other. I mean, if you look at that, that could also almost be the United States and Mexico. True, that could be as well, yes. You know, because there's a, there's, a, there's a divide there. I mean, we, we have a huge, like, economic divide going right now when it comes to, you know, the poor working class and and whatever else. I think that we're, we have many, many, many different divides going on right now. Um... Let's see. She also said China will become the new superpower. Um, as per her predictions, China is set to become the new superpower in, in 2018, bringing an end to the states and its economy. We're already there. You know, we're already, we're pretty well there. 
Well, and um, the International Monetary Fund said it too back in 2011 that uh, China's economy would overtake us by last year or this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they said it as well, and they they had the actual facts to back it up. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, and right now, China is working on um, going more green. So I think once they do that, I, I they are they are going to be the next superpower. Well, they're going more green while we are uh, canceling all of that out. So exactly, exactly. That's you know, and it's it's dumb. Um, let's see. Also, the exploiters making reference to the de- developed nations will become the exploited. By the third world. It's already there. Interesting. In 2011, the International Monetary Fund predicted that China's economy would overtake overtake that of the U.S. by 2016-2017, emerging as the new superpower. That's what you were just talking about. Yeah. I think, you know... That's what I was saying. I would like to look into more of this and see if this is possible to tap into this ourselves. You know, it's kind of like a test. Let's let's try this. This yeah. this last one has me very worried because this to me sounds like the the start of World War 3. Um the invasion of Europe by Muslims. Uh Baba Vanga also foresaw that Muslims would eventually invade the European continent and that would be widespread destruction by extremists. This uh, destruction would continue for many years until the European continent eventually ceases to exist. Interesting, Baba Vanga also predicted that the Great Muslim War would start Syria. As sad as it is, and messed up as it is, we are there. We've that's what's going on right now. I mean, who only knows? they're not. Only they're not starting it. I mean, there's it's the it's the extremists. They they are. I mean, how many how many attacks have we seen in Europe? You know that one where the hundreds and hundreds of people in France were killed. It's it's we are here. And we've been it's it's it's. I think what it is is it's it's been here, but it's slowly ramping up to you know to the end in a way to the to the to the dis- destruction. But if you look at all this stuff, that this has happened in the past, you know, where you know you 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 had Rome that it did, Greece, a couple other ones where they were superpowers and they just imploded. And I think that's what's going to happen to us. I had said that when I was a teenager, I foresaw it that that was what was going to happen. But which is ironic because I bought survival books back then <laughs> I did I have a bunch of books that I bought when I was a teenager you know you go to a thrift store and you find some really cool yeah. books I have I have survival books I have one for the Rocky Mountains and I have one for the Appalachian Mountains plus I have um, other you know if that's what's going to end up happening yeah, I think so. If this is going to end up happening, I think a lot of it is the ones that are going to survive are going to be be what we call now the makers, the ones that can fix things, the ones that can make things out of other things. Yeah, the the ones that can survive. I think those are the ones are those are going to be the ones that are going to end up surviving. Yeah, you know, whether they you, they can hunt, they can make traps, they can do you know stuff like that. I think those are going to be the ones that are going to survive, and I think which. If that happens, then that would also explain why, you know, the the divide between the North and the South. Exactly. I mean, we kind of see that in a way with weather, too. You know, we were so mild this winter, and the South was getting snow and cold. So, can you imagine if stuff like that flip-flops? Yeah. Growing season is going to be a bear for the South this year, I think. Which is where we get most of our food. But nobody knows. But when it comes to a lot of this, as I said, I wouldn't mind trying to do this ourselves. And see what, what, what could happen. 
But then, of course, you know, you tap into other stuff and makes you, I don't know. We'll see. But you had another one, too. Yeah, I've got, um, oh, no, we just did that. Sorry. Um, I found uh, a page of um, different premonitions that people actually dreamt about, dreamt or saw their own death. See, and that's another thing that can happen if you try to, like, look in the future. This is what you might see. Uh, in fact, the first one on this list, I actually saw, uh, watched a video from Dateline. I'm not entirely sure how old this is. It might be from closer to when it happened, which was around 2000. Mm-hmm. But 17-year-old Michelle Keith uh, had started having visions of when she would die. Apparently, she they'd been watching a, her and her parents had been watching a horror movie, and with a girl who had been who had been buried alive in her coffin and was trying to dig her way out. And she says, "That's why. That's why I want to be cremated. I don't want. I don't want something like that to happen." And so they thought, "Oh, this is kind of weird that you're talking about this." But then, and she said, and they asked, well, why are you talking like this? She says, I have a strange feeling I'm not going to live much longer. And then um, she got a new, she got a car for her 18th birthday. And the license, last three digits of the license plate were 187. And she didn't, she didn't want to put those on her car because 187 is the police code for homicide. And so, and eventually, a few months later, she it was her body was found dead in her car at a parking lot, uh, shot dead. Apparently, the parking lot attendant was the one that shot her, but no one knows why he did it. Uh, it looks like well, my computer just slowed down for some reason. Uh, this doesn't say when this happened. Um, there was a little girl called Errol My Jones. Uh, from a small coal mining town in Wales, uh, she had told her told her mother that she was not afraid to die. Um, and a few days later, she told her mother she had a strange dream where she went to school and there, were, but there was no school there. Uh, then something black had come down all all, all over it. Uh, apparently, the next day at nine fifteen, while she was sitting in her classroom. A whole pile of coal from a nearby mountain collapsed, uh, rolled down the hill, and crashed into the school, completely burying, burying it and killing everybody inside. So she she pretty much saw the aftermath of the avalanche. That's not good. No. And a lot of these seem to be, like, seeing the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1979, Helen Tillotson was living in an apartment in Philadelphia with her mother across the street. Um, at five o'clock in the morning, Helen knocked. Helen heard a, do- a knock at her door. Uh, she heard her mother shouting, Helen, are you there? Let me in. When she opened the door, her mother was demanding to know why Helen had been knocking on her door a few minutes before. Uh, Helen said you know, she hadn't. She'd been sleeping. But I saw you. I spoke to you. Uh, she said Helen had told her to follow her home immediately without asking questions. And then suddenly, both them heard a loud noise outside. There had been a gas leak in her mother's building that had caused an explosion, and her apartment was completely destroyed. So this one really isn't as much of a premonition as sort of like... I th- I'm trying to think because there's been a bunch of different shows that have talked about it lately, like where you see like the ghost of someone who is alive, and I can't think of what that's called. That was um, almost like a uh, the atmosphere or the area was like stamped with 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 something prolific yeah. that happened. 
Exactly. Uh, I saw, I, I've, I've got one story like that where this guy was interested in his childhood home and he had heard, like when he was living there, he never experienced haunting. But the people that lived now in it, you know, he's much older, that they kept, you know, it was haunted. They kept seeing this yeah. dark-haired boy of a certain age, like, running through the halls and climbing out the one the one window. And when he had them describe the child to him, he showed a picture of him at that age, and they were seeing him as a child, but he was still alive. It's almost like, uh, to me, it's almost like a... Um, like an imprint, like a magnetic imprint. It's not an actual haunting. Yeah. It's like the um, it was recorded. Like a, like something happened, and it, it's it plays over and over and over again. Huh. It's like some of the Gettysburg scenes that that they see same day, like same hour, same scene. They see it constantly. It's it's not actual haunting. It's just like a replay of an event. So that might be what happened in this case. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. I said there's so much out there that we have no idea about. We have no idea. Uh, the last one in this article... Oh, yes. Why are you doing that? Um, last one in this article was Reva Steenkamp, who was a model from South Africa. At 14 years old, she told her parents she had a, a premonition that she was going to die. And she even painted a picture of what she saw in her premonition. She's wearing a red dress and covering her mouth with her hand. There is a look of terror on her face and she's standing at the bottom of a ladder going up, going up to heaven. Behind her is a dark figure uh, with a, of a man with a gun in his hand. He's sort of standing in uh, the woods behind her. Years later... 2013 on Valentine's Day, she was shot dead by her boyfriend uh, in that same scenario. Wow. You never know. You know, you don't. So, it, like, we see a lot of these different things, like, in real life, in pop culture, what we, we've got, like, four or five Final Destination movies out there, you know, pro, uh, having premonitions of your own death. And it's like, you never know what's real and what's not and when you don't believe it it's true and when you do believe it it may not be true but most won't believe or listen and then that's no. when it's true another another show that makes you wonder it does yeah i mean we can get into more of the spiritual side but i think we've touched base enough on all of it you, you never know oh yeah so saying that if you have any stories have you ever had dreams come true? Have you ever foresaw anything? T- let us know. You can find us at tftdpodcast.gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, let us know. You have stories. You have your own. Um, have you seen ghosts? Have you seen you know the weird? Let us know. We would like to hear from you. Or do you just enjoy the show? Exactly. You like the direction we're, go- we're going? Let us know. Speaking of, if you really do enjoy the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, I, I was just looking while we were talking, and we don't have any reviews. We don't have any even stars. Oh, come on, guys. We know. I get the numbers. I know you guys are listening. And the numbers are looking good. Yeah, so just a couple clicks. Let us know. Be be interested. Um, we are also part of uh, TangentBoundNetwork.com and WeBeGeeksPC.com. Of course, you guys can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, Facebook, after we, we post all of um, the sites and stories and blogs that we've found for our topic, we'll post them all up there. If you're curious. Sometimes, to- before, sometimes before the episode even goes up. <laughs> hey, it happens. Um, just let us know. Um, but yeah. So everybody stay safe, um, have a great weekend, and I will um, uh, talk to you later, Bart. Talk to you later, Vicky. Bye, guys. Bye.